Bonjour and bienvenue to Lulabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and this is the place as always to come to keep your Frenchy vibes going and help you lose yourself in France without even leaving home. In each episode, we chat about our French experiences, usually with guests who live in Australia, France and right around the world, and we share ideas for how to stay connected to the Francophile within you. Allure. Or should we, I am not being joined by a guest, but instead... I am going to take you all on a wonderful journey through the Dordogne. In 2017, I was fortunate enough to take part in a most amazing and life-changing trip on an immersion with my French class at the time. Just recently, I chatted to the beautiful Natalie Foos in Ludabelle's Francophiles episode 32, who runs a French journey in Melbourne, Australia, and organised this incredible immersion together with Rosemary Vine, who has also chatted with me on the podcast way back in episode 9. Both are incredible women who I cannot thank enough for the experience I had in the Dordogne. So today, I am going to guide you through those beautifully winding roads and little tiny villages and bring the local rusticness of the Dordogne to you wherever you're listening from. Now, this episode will have the most impact for you if you can listen on one device and access Google Earth on another device. Or if you're wonderfully tech savvy, you may be able to access them both at the same time on the same device. If you are following along on Google Earth, you may wish to head to the Little Bells Francophiles website now to check you have the correct spelling of the various places that we're going to visit today. And once in each village, pause the podcast chat to get down on the Google Earth ground and have a virtual walking tour around the place. Then restart the podcast to move on. So, if you are ready with your device to follow along, or if you're content just to listen, let's take a trip to the Dordogne. Alors, we are going to start in the petite village of Montpazier. Now, each time I mentioned to someone that I was going to Montpazier, they tried to correct me and said, oh, you mean Montpellier? And I said, no, I mean Montpazier, M-O-N-P-A-Z-I-E-R. It's one of the plus beaux villages de France. There are over 32,000 villages in France. And in 1982, the French government created a list called the plus beaux villages de France to try and promote the petite and picturesque French villages, ones with a quality heritage. To be designated one of the plus beaux villages de France, villages must submit an application form, have an on-site evaluation and meet certain criteria. At the moment, there are about 160 villages on the list, so obviously most villages don't make the cut, which is completely understandable when you consider this rigorous criteria. There must be some rural character, and I don't mean a little bit quaint. It must be significant rural character, with no more than 2,000 inhabitants. They must have two national heritage sites. There must be an on-site evaluation, so somebody from Plubo Village has to actually come out and view the place. And the application must have a majority support from the town council. It's claimed that being on the list can bring a rise of between 10 to up to 50% in visitor numbers. So clearly being labelled as a plus beau village is a plus for the tourist dollar or franc or 
Euro these days, actually. So Montpazier is on the list. It is such a delightful little town. Constructed in 1284 during the Hundred Years' War between the French and the English, it is a perfect example of the Bastide villages built during that time through all of the region as basically a fortified village with ramparts to protect the town. So these villages were built in a really structured way around a central market square, which was very different from other medieval villages that were built in a much more haphazard way. Montpazier is the Cœur de la Dordogne, or the heart of the Dordogne, in an area known as the Purple Perigord, or in French, the Perigord Poupe, so named for all the grapes grown in this region for wine. So as you can imagine, there were some exquisite wines tasted during this stay with my friends. Mebella, me and I all stayed in Montpazier for the week at Rosemary Vine's home, which you can have a better look at on Instagram. So search up Dordogne Villa France to see the pics on Insta, or I'll pop the link on the website. The villa is about a five-minute stroll from the village, and it overlooks the most beautiful medieval mastery of Montpazier from the lovely terrace of the Maison. A gorgeous view for a 5pm aperitif each day. So... Whilst staying in Montpazier, we explored the little village extensively. In the mornings, we would wander across to the boulangerie for fresh croissant, and at other times, we would enter by walking through the main arch that went through the huge rampart wall at one end of the village, just opposite the mairie or town hall that is just outside the old village. We walked along a gorgeous narrow street with vine-covered homes and stores right on the edge of the street, passing by restaurants, a church and a vigneron, amongst other businesses. But it was the village square that just delighted us in Montpazier. On market day, it was a hive of activity. And we could imagine how it has always been the centre of village life in centuries gone by. We had meals at two wonderful restaurants in Montpazier. The first was restaurant Privilege de Perigord, which was one of the vine-covered buildings that we passed on our wander into the old part of the town, right inside the old arch of the rampart and the place I had quiz de grenouille or frog's legs for the first time ever. The second was an amazing gastronomic experience, which turned out to be a theme of the Dordogne we found during our week. Restaurant Eleonore, which is in the divinely traditional salons of the Hotel Edward Premier on the ramparts of the village. It's a trebo building with turrets and a traditional vine-covered facade, typical of the gorgeous chateaus of the area. We had the traditional French five courses and virtually rolled out of the place. So for those who are thinking of going to the Dordogne, the food of the region is what we often think of when we imagine typical regional French food. Confit de canard, les truffes or truffles, foie gras, omelette au sep, which is a mushroom omelette. I was very lucky that I took my stretchy Christmas pants away with me as every day was just loaded with amazing food from the freshest produce. 
as I have shared some of these dishes I just mentioned on the website before, and I'm not about to try and find a recipe to make foie gras outside of France, I will place a recipe today for a traditional omelette au sep on the Lulabelle's website. And you can cook yourself up a storm or potentially a petit déjeuner storm with that. Alors, I'm going to take you now to another village, a little northwest of Montpazier, which is also a plus beau village, La Roque Gajac. The village is nestled between a cliff face and the Dordogne River. It has rows of pretty white and ochre-coloured houses facing onto the river, and there are many petite ruelles or alleyways leading up the cliff. We enjoyed a lunch at La Belle Etoile restaurant, which I think has a Michelin star or hat. This one was seven courses, I think. And on our return to Australia, Mesami and I tried to replicate some of the more exquisite dishes, such as a beetroot and lime and raspberry mousse. But of course, it just wasn't the same. The lunch was so fabulous and so enormous that I had to find a park bench to sleep it off before going on a traditional boat trip up the Dordogne afterwards. We cruised up the river away and were in awe of the beautiful and rugged countryside surrounding us. After disembarking, we drove up to another village on top of the cliff called Dom. Now, both this village of Dom and the one down below, La Roque Gajac, are absolute feats of architecture and engineering. La Roque Gajac, as it is built into the cliff, and Dom, as it is perched on top. This is especially mind-blowing when you consider that these villages were constructed in the 13th century. Whilst not a plubo village, Dom is quite a remarkable place. It is so wonderfully preserved with its stone buildings and medieval doors. It was built in its position in order that the villagers could see invaders coming up the river during the Hundred Years' War. And the result of this decision is that Dom has a most extraordinary view of the whole of the Dordogne Valley. Now, a little northeast of Dom is a site I never considered I'd see in France. Our host, Rosemary, took us to the prehistoric caves in Ruffignac, La Grotte de Ruffignac. We don't instantly think of France as being a prehistoric country, but there are indigenous cave paintings in this cave that date back more than 150 centuries. It was fascinating. Alors, we are going to move now to another part of the Dordogne, north of Montpazier and almost at the halfway mark between Dom, which we've already spoken about, and the main town of Bergerac is a cute village, Cadouin. This was such an unexpected surprise on our trip. Cadouin is a small village best known for its medieval abbey, which was built in the wonderfully flamboyant Gothic style. It's an important pilgrimage destination, and once through the door, it is a space of just such calmness. I recall sitting quietly alone in one corner of the Abbey Garden in the cloisters, and it was quite a lengthy time before I realised that I'd better get moving and I could be holding up my friends. I felt all the years of history around me and simultaneously that the place was there for me 
in that moment, right then, for whatever I needed at that time. I just didn't expect to feel such a connection with an Abbey built in 11.15, but clearly others feel it too, as it has been listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Now, the rest of Caduan is delightful as well. All the buildings are in the gorgeous gold and creamy coloured stone with quaint shops and restaurants around a petite square, and there are a few streets running off that. The walkways are really narrow, and I found I had to hold myself back from peering into the windows of the homes. They were just so enticing. They looked kind of magical. I expected to see magic happening inside. We had lunch at a fabulous and well-regarded restaurant right across the street from the Abbey, and at the end of lunch, we went browsing through the Braconte store on the square. It was here that my dear friend Karen, who you have all met when she has chatted on the podcast numerous times before, she went browsing and came back with a chandelier. Now, J'adore a chandelier, and I loved this one. But after the purchase, we all wondered how on earth was she going to get it home? We imagined all sorts of problems fitting it into an overhead locker on the plane. Luckily, Karen, the clever cookie that she is, worked out how to disassemble it, and we are yet to have a chandelier assembling party back here in Australia to put it back together. Now, I've since learned that Caduan has a medieval festival every year during the second fortnight of August. Apparently, many people dress in medieval costume and the whole place is so very festive. So for a history head like me, I hope to return there at that time of year in the future. Now, there are a number of other places we visited, one of which I have mentioned a few times before on the Lulabelle's Francophiles podcast as one of my most memorable meals ever in France. Actually, it's probably one of the most memorable meals I've ever had in my life, the rustic French farmhouse lunch. Now, that wasn't in a Plubo village, or in any village for that matter, and it was not especially pretty, but the food was just genuine to the area. The hospitality was just beautifully warm and the ability to pop into the real French life in a rural and rustic Dordogne farmhouse was just more than I could have imagined possible as a tourist. Now, if you are travelling through the Dordogne with me on Google Earth, I can't give a place to view through that app for that one, but I will place some pics on Insta to give you an idea. The last place I will share with you is in the area of Vézac. And it's not the actual village, but Les Jardins de Marquisac. These gardens have been worked on by generations of the same family since 1692, if you can believe it, and are exquisite. There are more formalised parts with toperies and parterres, as well as terraces, and a part that's almost wooded with a little train or petit train to assist tourists around. I will place some pics on Insta and the links on the Little Bells website for that as well. But if you're following on Google Earth, there is much to stop and look at here. So I recommend pressing pause and wandering through on the app. So we so enjoyed our week in the Dordogne. I learned so much about the region and 
also about myself, actually. My French improved wonderfully too. By the end of the week, I went to get my hair done in Montpazier. I go to the hairdresser in every place I stay all over the world. It's amazing what you can learn about a place by chatting to the local coiffure. Just think Dolly Parton in Steel Magnolias and you'll get my drift. Lots of gossip is in a salon. So in Montpazier, there were two lovely coiffures or hairdressers in the salon and they chatted away to me. There was a sweet old local bloke getting his hair cut who also joined in the conversation and the lunch boy who popped by to take their lunch order spoke as well. They were all sharing a joke and I found I could understand much of what they were saying and have a laugh, even answering in my very limited French compared to their native fluency. They were just so wonderfully patient with me and I thought if I can make myself understood enough to share a joke with a non-English speaker, then the trip has achieved more than an expansion of my waistline. So I hope when the world's borders open up again that you get to travel to the Dordogne and get to experience their beautiful charm and hospitality. Alors, if you are a regular listener to the Little Bells Francophiles podcast, you will know that in each episode, I like to share some French music. So today I thought about us driving around the Dordogne and how we listened to a ton of current French music from the time on the local radio in the car and that together with the constant stunning view, that music is the soundtrack in the background when I remember that holiday and it just filled me with such happiness. So today, I'm going to share a recent French song by current artist Joyce Jonathan called Le Bonheur, which translates as The Happiness. The longer that international travel and a visit to my spiritual home is off the cards, the more I need to find things to make me happy at home. And this song does just that. It's simple, it's happy, and I sing it at the top of my lungs driving around the place. I hope you enjoy it too. Voici Joyce Jonathan avec Le Bonheur.
That was Le Bonheur by French singer-songwriter Joyce Jonathan. I will place the link for that on the Little Bells Francophiles website. You'll also find the names of the villages mentioned in today's chat, as well as links for the restaurants and the linked Insta pages. Also, the recipe for omelette au cep. So, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Little Bells Francophiles episode. I do hope that you enjoyed our tour of the Dordogne today as much as I did. There is more I discovered about the Dordogne, which will be in an upcoming episode, but I cannot recommend the region highly enough to travellers and also for Francophiles who may be looking to make the move to France one day. The temperature is mild, the people are just delightful, the food and wines are amazing, the scenery is picturesque and the history is mind-blowing. So to be notified when new Lulabelle's Francophiles episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Lulabelle's Francophiles on Insta and head to the Lulabelle's Francophiles website as your place to stay connected to one of our fave destinations, France. Au revoir, mes amis. Bonne journée et à bientôt.